I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black, and I just tried to uh, take over for you. <laughs> I, I bet I know what threw you off. What? I said the podcast of real ghost stories, and you probably wanted to say truish, didn't you? Ah, truish ghost stories told by a couple of girls. <laughs> Someone, and we do appreciate the positive feedback that we yes. get from anywhere. And someone posted a very lovely comment on one of our YouTube videos. Lovely-ish comment. And I guess they said they're true-ish ghost stories. It's like, true-ish? True-ish. What does that mean? Yeah. The best podcast hosted by two girls. By two girls. Yeah. Does, like, does he think we're 12? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, couldn't it just be the best podcast i know does it have to be qualified like that no oh first so uh comment no coming up (laughs) (laughs) it's it's gonna be a rough day guys i'm really really sorry i'm going on literally zero sleep and i'm not joking when i say that i took a sudafed yesterday and i've been pretty much i've just been tripping balls ever since i guess i don't know how you're doing it. i'm dried up like an all old apple doll you know one of those things that looks like a witch but it's an apple oh my god is that what that was an apple it was an apple i thought it was like raisins smushed together well i think if you put a raisin on it that's how you make the eyeballs yeah so anyhow i didn't sleep last night so i'm a mess rebecca's high on menopause life (laughs) if you can call it that uh okay so coming up We've got an Abraham Lincoln ghost story. It is about damn time. Awesome. We've got a creepy tale out of Guantanamo Bay. Yes. Cannot wait. But first, we have to thank our patrons. Say hello and thank them. Adam Rogers, Amanda Kirsten, Diana Mito. I think it's Matuk. Matuk. And I actually, I talked to Diana and she said, do your best. I don't care if you screw up my name. Oh, thank you. So thank you, Diana. Bless you, woman. Uh, don't forget, we are continuously posting exclusive content on our Patreon page. So if you've binged everything here on Haunted AF, head on over to the Patreon. You can hear our pregame, which is a lot of fun. Uh, that's patreon.com slash haunted AF. And before we get into the ghost stories, we just have to say thank you to everybody who sent stories about the weird stuff I saw uh, on the side of the road. That was great. Nice. They were amazing. And we got another one this week. This is from Billy Joe. She says, one time I was driving home and I saw a guy in a tinfoil <laughs> spacesuit <laughs> holding a sign that said this way to the moon bus. That's what dreams are made of right yeah. there. Well, the real question is, would you follow him? Yes, I would. Wouldn't I think you? I would. T- I just need to see the moon bus. Same. Where even- is it? I want to see what's inside, outside, all of that. All right, let's get into it. This story comes from Emma. Hi, Julia and Rebecca. This is Emma. I'm from Sweden. Firstly, I would just like to say that I really enjoy your podcast. You're doing a great job and you're so funny. I've been thinking for a while now that I should share my and partly my dad's story as well. And it all started when I was around 10 years old and uh, I was eating breakfast uh, at home alone. And uh, all of a sudden I just hear someone breathing really loudly behind me. Obviously, I got very scared and I, I ran out into school, basically. And uh, then a couple of months after that, I asked my dad if he believed in ghosts and spirits 
And he said, well, yeah, I, I hear them all the time going up and down the stairs. It scared me quite a bit. So that conversation ended right there now. <laughs> Some 12 years passed. And I had just moved in with my now fiancé. One night we were getting some crisp bread in the kitchen. And uh, I mean the Scandinavian hard rye bread. I just put one piece out on the kitchen counter. And uh, we looked away for, I mean, two or three seconds. And uh, when we looked back, it was as if someone had, you know, taken a bite out of it. So it was in two pieces now. uh, And they were literally like two inches apart. And I am... Pretty certain that can't happen naturally. Around the same time, we also had some things from the kitchen. Uh, some things disappeared. Uh, so we actually got to thinking that we had a house ghost. So we named him uh, Harold. For Aww. this flat where me and my fiance live, we actually have uh, archives, you know, from the city. They have this list of uh, what people died of in the late 19th century, in the early 20th century. And we found a lot of cases of TB, tuberculosis. And uh, then we found one man who was in his mid-50s and he actually hung himself. I don't know, I keep thinking that that's maybe Harold. Then just this Christmas, you know, because of me listening to you guys and being so interested in all this, I asked my dad, you know, remember that conversation we had 15 years ago now? He said, yeah, you know, I still hear them going up and down the stairs. And uh, actually, I have uh, experienced some other things as well. And uh, one of those things were a very long time ago. He was in a barn on the property and uh, he was going to go up to the loft, you know, where the hay is. And uh, when he looked up, there was a goblin there, you know, a little grey one that's um, in our Scandinavian folklore. They had a bit of a moment and looked at each other and uh, my dad looked away and uh, when he eventually looked back, it was gone. So yeah, that was my story. Thank you, Emma. I know in that, you know, we've gotten a couple of goblin stories. I know. I'm sorry. I get very excited about the goblin story. I don't know why. I want to see one. I think they sound awesome. (laughs) Well, they are. (laughs) I Googled like the traditional Scandinavian goblin and they have the great big nose. They're really funky looking. And the great part about it is that Emma said that her father felt that the goblin was protective. Like he was a good guy looking out for him, which I thought was great because the other goblin stories that we've gotten before, they're bad goblins. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that I want to see a goblin i'm in i'm all in on the goblin yeah i'm not sure i'd recover well from that though <laughs> no it'd I be mean... a brown pants situation definitely oh <laughs> uh so this next story comes from jess my grandparents owned a house in upstate new york and i never felt good there i was always afraid to be alone in certain areas particularly upstairs my parents always brushed it off and made me think i was crazy until i was an adult then they told me the truth mm. when my grandparents bought this house my parents went upstate to help them paint they painted the the first coat, then went out to eat while it dried. When I got back, my mother found a stack of pictures in the built-in bookshelf that hadn't been there before. They were of the woman who'd lived there before, who died after being tortured and left to starve in the upstairs bedroom. My grandfather knew all of this, but bought the house anyway because he didn't believe in ghosts. And I bet he got it cheap, too. Mm, No doubt. My parents lived there right after I was born, and my dad often heard music in the nursery where I slept. Mm. He'd find the music box playing for no reason or toys in my crib 
making noise even though I was asleep. My parents left the nursery as is when we moved out, assuming I'd have a place to sleep when we visited my grandparents. Once my aunt was there alone and heard a loud bang upstairs in my nursery. She ran to check and found everything in the room tossed around. There were clothes and blankets everywhere, so she refused to be alone in the house after that. Things like that continued and everyone had experiences there, believers and non-believers alike. I asked Jess, who tortured that poor woman? No who did that? kidding. Like, and I, what's the rest of the story there? I think she said it was the sons. <gasps> Yeah. Their own mother? And not to be gross, but if you guys have a like a true crime-based ghost story. Bring it. Yeah, we love that stuff. Uh-huh. But if you can Google or find any other information, because it's pretty amazing when you guys send like the articles and, yeah. you know, the backup with that stuff. Oh, man. Okay, so here's our Guantanamo Bay story. It says, my buddy, we'll call him Bill, is in the National Guard and was deployed to Camp Delta for nine months. As you can imagine, there are a lot of strange occurrences in a place like that. On this particular night, he was working security in the single cell isolation block. His partner had stepped out for a smoke and Bill was reviewing the logbook. Out of the corner of his eye, he caught movement from the upper deck of the block. Problem was, there was only one prisoner in this particular block, and he was in the first floor cell, approximately 10 yards in front of where Bill was sitting. He didn't think much of it until he saw it again. Bill went upstairs to check the cells to see if maybe an animal had gotten inside, but found nothing. On his way back to his post, the one prisoner beckoned him over. In broken English, the man said, You see them too? No. See what? replied Bill, still not 100% believing what he saw. The gin, said the prisoner. And then he went back to his cot. What's that? Jen is like, um, they're ghosts. Okay. So Bill sat back down at his post and pretended to check the log, but he watched the area intently. That's when he saw it. A man-sized figure crossed the glass door of the top cell. No features, just a black shadow. (laughs) Bill ignored that area for the rest of the night and tried to convince himself it was just a hallucination of some kind. Then he spoke to some of the other guards, a shift swap, and learned that apparently this happened almost every rotation. Oh, and as always, you can call me Nighthawk. Nighthawk. (laughs) I love it when he says that story. Oh, that's a good one, Nighthawk. I know, and it reminds me of, remember, we just posted that prison cell TikTok not long ago. Yeah, go to our social media and see if you can find that. Huge thanks to Podcorn for supporting the Haunted AF podcast. You know, producing your own podcast is great because it gives you a chance to dig deep into something that you love, like spooky stories from all over the world. But there's just so much time and money that goes into it. At some point, you've got to start recouping that stuff, and that's where Podcorn comes in. They connect podcasters to podcast sponsorship opportunities like interview segments, topical discussions, or host read ads. You know, kind of like the one you're hearing right now. Mm -hmm. You're never too big or too small for Podcorn either. They help podcasters browse all kinds of sponsorship opportunities. They set their own rates and they collaborate directly with brands without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. We'll post a link in our show notes so you can check it out, but it's definitely time to start monetizing your podcast at podcorn.com. So this next story comes from Tamara. Hello, ladies of Haunted AF. My name is Tamara. I'm from San Antonio, Texas, and I'm driving right now, so you might have some road noise in the background, so I apologize. I have lots of stories. Um, I've seen things my entire life, stupid, crazy things that don't happen to normal people always happen to me. But what I love about this story and why I'm decided to share this one out of all of them is that I have a witness, my adorable fifth grade son. 
at the time. So this happened about six years ago and uh, my husband was out of town and I'm sleeping. I have four children, they're sleeping. We're in the middle of the night. I was tossing and turning and kind of rolled over and as I did, I saw a giant black shadow standing at the end of my bed, probably about hmm, six and a half to seven feet tall. And it was blacker than black. It was an outline of a man and he was wearing a hat, a large farmer's hat, like a large wide brimmed, flat wide brimmed hat. And um, I just looked at him and went, oh, not today because my husband was not there and I, it made me a little nervous. A little. And so I just kind of rolled over and made myself go back to sleep. What? Well, the morning came and I wake up to go get my kids ready for school. My oldest is motivated by food. So of course he's the first one up and you know, needs to go eat breakfast right away. So he runs downstairs couple seconds later he comes running back upstairs and his eyes are ginormous and he said mom there's a man standing in our kitchen and I'm like what and you know I'm nervous because it's me and four kids home by ourselves he's like mom there's a man in our kitchen I'm like what do you mean there's a man in our kitchen and he said there's like this black shadow of a man and he's wearing this hat and of course I'm thinking he saw what I saw and um, I kind of talked him off the ledge. I'm like, it's okay. And he said, he looked at me and then he looked out the window and then I just ran back upstairs. And I said, well, let's go downstairs together and we'll go investigate. Because I have seen things my entire life, I wasn't nervous, but I didn't know if any of my kids would um, inherit that gift from me. And apparently my oldest has inherited that. So it was a bonding moment for us. I think it was maybe an ancestor protecting us. I haven't seen him since, and that was six years ago. So um, I do have another story from Okinawa, Japan. That one's crazy. But I know that you guys have said that Okinawa, Japan, you've gotten lots of stories from there. And having been there, yeah, that place is haunted AF, ladies. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Your podcast is great. Okay, so the hat man. We haven't had a hat man story Not in a, in a while. while, yeah. Because she felt like he was personally connected sure. to her. And we've had that before where mm-hmm. people say that they don't feel threatened by the hat man. They're able just to roll over and go back to Which sleep. I don't know, I know. how, you, whether it's a relative or not. I'm like, whatever you are, why are you in my business? Get out. Uh, before we, we do have a dead pet of the week story coming up. Yay. But before we do that, two things I wanted to tell you guys. First of all, William Mark McCullough, yes. who did a Savannah haunting he directed that wrote and directed it he was on our season six finale he's awesome so he's on the The walking Walking dead Dead. he was just posting this on his instagram season 11 episode 11 it's on amc plus right now he plays moto can we talk about the inappropriate conversation that we were having about him last night because okay mark mccullough he doesn't listen so it's fine he's hot he's kind of hot he's super hot and like he posted these pictures of from the walking dead and he's wearing like this farmery type hat it shouldn't be sexy but it is and i 
I was like, it's Tom Sawyer meets something. Yeah. <laughs> something delicious. But, but, but yeah. we're like, that's hot. <laughs> we were texting back. I'm like, did you see? Did you see Carpacola? He's like, yeah, did you see? Like both of us, we turned into dirty old men we for a little really bit. We really did. I'm like, if you put like a piece of um, cake in his mouth, I would have been like, oh, that, that's the Come man. That's get me. goodness. Come on, Moto. Fantasy Ooh. we didn't know we had or needed. <laughs> so, yeah, so go watch The Walking Dead and, and follow him on Instagram too so you can see all his cute pictures. Also, if you have not found haunted TikTok yet, you need to. I mean, talk about laying in bed, looking at shit at yeah. 11 o'clock at night that's going to scare the crap out of you. <laughs> but yes, ha- hashtag haunted TikTok. Specifically, there is a woman who has been posting these stories. Mm-hmm. So apparently, her name is Tasha Darby's, I think. And Tasha and her family bought a pumpkin farm. Okay. And so they're living there in an old farmhouse. Nice. And so most of the stuff she's posting on TikTok is about this new pumpkin farm and their move and everything. But they're getting all this weird activity at Ooh. their house. And it's pretty amazing. So we're trying real hard to get her on the podcast. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yes. But again, go find her. She's at Tasha underscore Darb ZZ. Go watch those videos. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. We simply don't hear Curtis's dead pet of the Not week enough. theme song enough. No, yes. It's fantastic. Uh, so this story, hello ladies, I love your podcast. Been listening to it for several months now. I heard you mention the ghost pet of the week and knew I had to write in. My stories are rather short, but they're good ones. Ooh. The first is about Trixie, a Labrador retriever who died in 2007. Not long after she passed, I was alone in a hotel room in Paris, France, not Texas, when I suddenly smelled the distinctive odor of Trixie's flatulence. Again, I was alone in the room, so no one else could be blamed for it. I think she was trying to tell me that she's all right on the other side. Uh, Then there's the story of Colby, a Chinook who passed away in 2018. Roughly 18 months later, I was sleeping in my own bed and was woken by a dog jumping onto it. My first thought was, that's just Melly, Colby's twin sister. I clearly felt the weight of a 70-pound dog do a little turn on his bed, as they do, and then laying down against my back. I thought, aw, that's sweet. Melly came to sleep with me. So I reached back to give her a little pat and you guessed it there was no dog there i sat up in bed and turned on the light melly wasn't even in the room it definitely had me a little freaked out i hope these stories can make it on your podcast someday i'll keep listening thanks doug oh thank you doug this next one comes from angela when i was about six or seven i was a very weird child (laughs) like i like you already (laughs) so i was sitting in a giant tub full of beanie babies in my closet (laughs) what (laughs) Just chilling, living my best life. (laughs) I mean, that does sound awesome. It does sound great. Clear as day, right in my ear, I heard, hello. (laughs) I jumped up and booked it out of that closet. (laughs) Thing about that closet is, as soon as I could start talking, I would cry and tell my mom I didn't want to sleep in my room because E.T. lived in my closet. Oh, (laughs) E.T. phone home. (laughs) Eating Reese's Pieces. And that's from Angela. (laughs) It's like, E.T. sounds great, but if you woke up and you saw saw that, that, oh God, that would, no, it wouldn't be cool at all. So I live in Springfield, Illinois, which is Abraham Lincoln's hometown. And our downtown area has several buildings that predate the Civil War, including his his law office, his home, and him and his family are buried here at Oak Ridge Cemetery. Anyways, one day I'm downtown at a local coffee shop in a converted house that was actually built in 1850 by a guy that borrowed the money to build the house from Abe Lincoln. So I'm sitting at one of the tables and I head up towards the front to get my drink. 
As I'm approaching the counter, I glance over my shoulder and Honest Abe himself is walking in from the side room. We just stood and stared at each other for about five or six seconds while I tried to get my brain to work again. Um, I had that icy feeling in my veins and the hair on my arms and the back of my neck was standing up. And then I remembered it's the 150th anniversary of Lincoln's death. So the Lincoln reenactors were all out in full costume because of the event happening downtown. I'm sorry. I want somebody to mistake me for a ghost. Right. Maybe we should do a Lady of the Lake. We should take turns. We could being... totally be Lady of the Lake every weekend. Yes. We've even got the weird ghosty white dresses that we got from the Kelly Clarkson yes. show. They sent us costumes. They're both like... No, I'll still... never throw it away. I know. Because it... Kelly touched it. I know she did. Yeah. She gently packed it in a box she... and sent for it to us. us. Yeah. She never saw <laughs> no, this. Uh... She had no idea what we were wearing that day. She was completely surprised when we came on camera. Yeah. She's like, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> what are y'all? You're wearing costumes? <laughs> Anyhow, but we have these like white dresses that we could put on and just go like, ooh. I totally want to do that now. Walk around White Rock Lake. Yeah. We'd get shot. We're in Texas. We'd get shot so fast. So this next story comes from Kaylee. She says, my mom and I used to take late night drives when I was in high school for girl time. That is awesome. I love that. One night on one of our drives, we saw a girl about 5'5 with long black hair. Yes, like the freaking grudge. Mm. In a white lace nightgown. She was holding a teddy, stop it. She was holding a teddy bear by its foot, just standing on the side of the road. Now, mind you, this was around 1 a.m. I asked my mom if she saw this girl too, and she said no. So I made her turn around to double check. So we went back down the hill, and this time my mom saw the girl as well. So, okay, now we had to turn around and drive past her a third time because they're heading home. And when my mom stopped the car, (laughs) she says, who does? Does that right? And she rolled down my window because the girl was on my side of the car. So I freaked out and I jumped into the back seat. My mom asked <laughs> if she was okay or needed any help because she's a mom. Oh, like, that's sweet. that's very very sweet of I her. I would have yelled at it. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a horrible? I would have rolled the window and be like, "Get out of here! Get out of here! You evil <laughs> you demon!" Ghost. She's like, "I'm lost. Can you help me?" No, the, the girl never responded or even looked like she knew we were there. Ew. So my mom drove away. And to this day, we don't know if she was a ghost or real or what. And again, that is from Kaylee. She was a damn ghost. She was a ghost. I'm telling you right now, she was a ghost. See, that's what we got to do. Put on our weird dresses and grab our teddy bears and go stand on the road somewhere. Dude, the teddy bear. That's what really got me in that <laughs> the story. Teddy bear. Like holding it by the leg and it's just dangling there. I assume it's wet for some reason or oh, like cup muddy. Some stain yes. of unknown origin yeah. on there. Definitely a weird smell. Well, on that note, remember everybody, <laughs> tell your friends and your your family all about us haunted af also we're starting up our film podcast again this week because we have to talk about the batman if you want to listen to the movie minute you can find that on my film website juliesesso.com or anywhere that you find podcasts and uh listen we need those ghost stories seriously so if you have that one you've been sitting on mm-hmm. for a while send, send it. it please write them down or record them and send them to haunted af podcast at gmail.com so we can use them on season seven of haunted af and don't forget to subscribe to haunted af on apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too. Rebecca. 